a lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornis. And I'm Allie Klebus. And today is the day you have all been patiently waiting for. Thank you guys for your patience. We are going to be talking about Red Taylor's version. Yes, but first we have a couple of things to talk about that have changed since you've last heard from us. Yeah, we have two music videos though. <laughs> yeah, what? We have the All Too Well short film and I Bet You Think About Me. And apparently there's the Ronin one coming at some point, but who knows when. And Evermore was nominated for a Grammy. And we got our Spotify wrapped. And <laughs> it's all Taylor. Oops, all Taylors. Yeah. Well, What's I, your I top five, Allie? Whew. Um, the top. Okay. So the top is definitely Taylor. Do you want to guess my number two? Uh, artist or song? Uh, we're going artists. So my top okay. artist is Taylor Swift. Surprise, is your surprise. Number, is your number two Meg Thee Stallion? No. Is it Harry Styles? No. You should know this. You're going to be mad when you realize who it is. Is it Cardi B? No. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that I wouldn't guess. <laughs> no, think I'm exactly taking... what you would guess. You're going to have to tell me. Ed Sheeran. Oh, duh. Yes. I thought um, you were going to throw a curveball at me. And then three and four, I can't remember what order it is, but it's Lord and Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in there. One or, One's above the other. I don't know who. And yeah. then number five is Adele. Nice. <laughs> yeah. My, very on brand. My numbers one through five are Taylor Swift, obviously. Harry Styles. Oh. Bleachers. We, we know Jack Antonoff had to we make know. an appearance. Y'all know Absolutely. I love him. Mm-hmm. The Frights and Lord, of course. Even though Solar Power is a mess, I'm <sighs> still streaming her other two albums. <laughs> I actually, so I know that you you really didn't like Solar Power, but I actually kind of dug it after a while. Like the first listen, I was like, uh, but then I was like exclusively listening to that for like a minute. I think I just need to be happier to like it, mm. and I'm not happy right now. So I'm gonna yeah. revisit it. I'm not gonna like c- completely count it out. Yeah. Because I do really like Lord and I like her style. I like the writing. I think I just need to revisit it later. Yeah. No, that's fair. No, and it, it is a completely different sound for Lord. Okay. Yeah. But what is your top song? Uh, number one, Champagne Problems. Wow. I know. Did not see that coming. Number two, Cardigan. Okay. Number three, August. Real surprise. I didn't expect August to make an appearance. Number four, another surprise. Okay. Right where you left me. Oh, interesting. And I was like, why would that make my top five? Like, it's a good song. I listened to it. And then I realized 
I was going to do, and I did something cressy on this song, comparing oh. it to A Rose for Emily by William Faulkner. So oh. I listened to it over and over and over again to like break it down. And then I was like, wait, this is really annoying. I can't do a whole episode on this. So I didn't. So that's probably why it's number four. And then number five is The One, which makes sense because I like to listen to Folklore in Order. So I probably yeah. have that like the most because I started from the top. Okay. What about you? What's your top five? So I think everyone's going to be really disappointed in me. I only have one Taylor song in my top five. Isn't that shocking? That is shocking. Let's hear them. I wonder if it's because I've been listening to Taylor on my like record player because I just bought a record player this year. Yeah. Or, like, because I'm like, no way is that possible. Okay, let me get get up the picture. Well, I'll tell you my number one. <laughs> it is WAP by Cardi B and Meg <laughs> <Thee Stallion. laughs> That one, like, okay, when I saw that was my top song, I was like, that adds up. I did play that yeah. all the time. That could be my new go-to party song, depending on the type of party. <laughs> Kanye has been dethroned. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm proud to say. Yeah. I was actually super surprised with my top five for a number of reasons, because, like, A, no Taylor, which just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, I need to check this. Uh, but here's my number two. Let's hear it. Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. I'm surprised that didn't make my top five. I listened to the I listened to the hell out of Driver's License this year. Yeah, when that like came out, like I played it. I was like, all right, another one. Like, yeah, I had to it's play it so over. repeatable. Yeah. Also surprising, my number three song is Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, that's another good repeatable song. Finally, my number four song. Do you want to guess what it is? Is this it is- Taylor? Okay, yeah. So what is my one Taylor song to get on my top five? Oh my gosh, this is so high stakes. I will give like, you a hint. Okay. It's also on your top five. Is it Cardigan? No, I wish. <laughs> you wish? Well, uh, is I it the wish- one? Because yeah, it's you, the one. Yeah, because you probably start folklore from the beginning like I do. Also, that one's a banger. Oh, like, totally. I, it's like the perfect album opener. It might be yeah. one of my favorite, like, Taylor openers. Yeah. And then number five is Liability by Lord. I do fucking love that song. Yeah. That's a good Banger. one. Banger. I mean, that's probably my favorite Lord song of all time. It's excellent. I love it. Okay. But now that we've got that covered, anything else you want to share about your Spotify wrapped? Um, I have yet to see someone beat my minutes listened. Uh, It is... 109,000 minutes. Cheston and our Discord, friends of the pod, Cheston, did send that he had 120,000 minutes, but I don't think it counts. Sorry, Cheston, because he, after, after he sent that, he said, My Spotify account is what we play in the restaurant I work at. So, like, that doesn't oh. count. It doesn't count. Oh. So, I have seen some TikToks and some tweets of people having like 300,000, but I don't know them. So, if yeah. you have more than I do, let me know. Oh my gosh. Wait, and that's just that's just Spotify in general. That's not just Taylor. Oh yeah, that's just Spotify. We're what were you in the top percent of for Taylor Swift listeners? 0.5%. Oh, me too. Huh. Okay, good. I think that it's actually a like a decrease from last year. Like I mean, Yeah, like, mine used to be 0.01. Yeah, I thought I was like up higher last year too. So I was a little disappointed, but I still posted it on my story because I'll yeah. tell the normals out there who don't listen to Taylor, that's a pretty good feat. I do listen to Taylor on Apple Music or on my iTunes whenever I want to listen to her old albums because I bought those when those came out. Mm. So I feel like it doesn't 
count towards like the streaming for mm. her old stuff. So I do listen to it on Apple Music. And I feel like if you combine that and if you combine that with all of your vinyl listens, we would be like point zero 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 one. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, do you want to guess my top podcast? Is it good for a weekend? Yes. <laughs> Mine was number two. Good for a weekend was number two for me. I was like, damn. What? Stuff number You Should two? Know was my number one. Oh, you would be actually Stuff You Should Know. Oh, no, You're Wrong About was on my top yeah. one, which you told me about. And the podcast, which you also told me Yay. about. Um, But you'd be really disappointed by my number two. And I don't listen to them anymore. I used to, but you would you would hate me. Is it Caller Daddy? No. Good. I was about to throw up on camera. I know. <laughs> no, no offense. It's not Caller Daddy. What is it? Uh, Crime Junkie. Ah. <laughs> okay, but I actually I went through a big phase of when I was driving. I would listen to them like between Charleston and Auburn. And then you told me that they play dries, and I have since stopped. But I guess I listened Good to them for you. so hardcore. Yeah. That it still showed up as my number two. Well, good for you for recognizing <laughs> that and owning up to that. And I think that was really brave of you, Allie. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yes, yes, I am. Inc- I'm incredibly brave. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like Crime Junkie, that's fine. Not gonna yuck your yums. But uh, just Google Crime Junkie plagiarism. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I haven't gone through the worm like down the wormhole yet. I really. Or rabbit hole. Do people say down the wormhole? <laughs> Either one. So, okay. I think there's I, an internet podcast called Wormhole. Isn't that David Ferrier's podcast? Oh, maybe the docu- the documentary guy. I think I I think he has a podcast called Webworm or something. Okay. We're getting off track. We are. We are. We need to push forward. We need to talk highs and lows. Highs and lows. Okay. So now that we've talked about our Spotify Wrapped. Let's get into why we are here today. Let's talk about Red. We're going to talk about our highs and lows of the album. We're going to talk about the From the Vaults. Mm-hmm. And we are going to share our listener reactions. And thank you all for sending your reactions. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for DMing. We got an overwhelming amount. So thank you so mm-hmm. much. Yes. Thank you for per always. I can't even talk. This is This is going to be good. But anyway, <laughs> so what is, what are your highs, Allie? Um, I have to mention I posted this picture on the Instagram when I listened to Everything Has Changed with Ed Sheeran and Taylor yeah. Swift. I had a, I had an emotional reaction. Like, yeah, it was actually magical. It sounds so good. It does. I th- I think it sounds better than the original. No, like I was, and I wasn't even, you know, when you listen to re-recordings, they all sound really good. But like when I listened to that one, it was like, it was like otherworldly. It's that good. I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean? Like I was like, no, I was listening to my friend Kristen who lives in Auburn and we had like a, I made like a all too well 10 minute version cake. We went over, we had charcuterie, red wine, and like, you know, we're vibing throughout the whole thing. Everything has changed. Total mood set. Or yeah. Total mood switch. Yeah. You know, like it was, it was incredible. What about you? What's your first high? I, I mean, it's cliche to start off with this, but all too well, 10 minute version. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's a masterpiece. It's, it's incredible. It is also now the longest number one song. Yes. 
ever. What was it that they beat? Uh, what was it? American Pie or something? Yeah. yeah. That was eight minutes and this is ten. It's just incredible. Her SNL performance of it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When the snow started falling at the end, it's just so, so, so good. Yeah. And it's also awesome how much the general public loves it too. Right? I wasn't expecting that. Like everyone's obsessed with it. It's been like two weeks now since Red came out. And people, yeah. are, there's still memes about it. It's still all over my TikTok for you page. And these yeah. aren't like Swifties. These are regular casual listeners who are also like having their minds blown by this. And I love that. What is your favorite line? The idea you had of me. Who was she? Ooh, who was she? The way she said it. Yes. The performance. Um, What's yours? I think you you would put this on an Instagram story and I answered it. I did. I put on my personal Instagram story. It was yeah. like a very aesthetic picture I took at Piedmont Park with like the beautiful red and orange trees and the skyline and then a really tiny font I added yeah. at the very bottom. So what's your favorite lyric from the all too well terminate <laughs> version? And I got like 50 replies. Oh, and of I'll course. T- you answer first and then I'll tell you what the most popular response was. Okay. I really like the line where she says, I was thinking any time now he's going to call it love. He never called it what it's love. Or wait, I said that wrong. And I'm thinking any time now he's going to say it's love. He never called it what it was like or however that goes. Yes. That's like a brutally honest line. And that song, that line specifically hits different when you think about the secret message from the original Red that was I love you doesn't count after goodbye. (gasps) Oh. Yeah. You never called it what it was. Oh, I love yeah. it. I just thought that that, like, so many people have been through something like that, too, you know? So I feel like. Yeah. Oh, that makes you feel even crazier, too, mm-hmm. you know? If someone never calls it that, and then you're like, ooh, I don't know. It hit home. What was the most popular line, though, that people answered? So the most popular one I got was, you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. Oh, that one. That one's a good one, too. I also got you. That's what happened. You. And I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight. Yes. And let's click one more. Uh, I just clicked a random one and it was you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. That just really shows how that one was the biggest one that people seem to like the most. That I do love that one. I'm surprised that no one mentioned the. No, I've never been good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I get older, but your lovers stay my age. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that one. I guess people thought it might be too obvious. My mouth dropped when I heard that line. I was, I, whenever we get into our lows of the album, I'll get in more about the scenario of which I was first listening to this album. Okay. Um, But whenever she said that line, but your lovers stay the same age. I audibly went, shit. Like, <laughs> like shit. That was the only reaction I had because I was so shocked by it. Yeah. And apparently Jake Gyllenhaal is, quote, mortified that Taylor called him out for dating a young woman right now. I think she's like 25. I wonder, like, who said, said that to the press? You know, I wonder if that's like a crazy swiffer. <laughs> yeah true i mean that's i mean it's a pretty easy assumption it's almost yeah. like a 
like, duh, he's mortified. You don't even have to be verified yeah. you know, to be, like, a verified connection to Jake Gyllenhaal. You're going to know that he's mortified regardless. Yes. Another mm. thing I really like about the song before we move on, because I feel like we could spend 45 minutes talking about the song. Oh, and yeah. you know what? We will eventually. We will have an entire episode breaking down the song. But we, I mean, that's we not what to. this episode is about. No. But the last thing I wanted to mention was how at the end when it's like fading out when she was like when I did my hair I was there like you were there you remember it sacred prayer you were there I remember it like how she's just repeating it over and over like you were fucking there it's yeah. because she was being gaslit the entire fucking relationship and she's yeah. like no like you were there like you remember it I remember it like don't lie to me and act like that didn't happen like do not yeah. try to get like I was there wind was in my hair you yeah. were there, motherfucker. That's what she was saying. Motherfucker. Sacred oh, prayer. You were I there. I'm not making this up. That. I remember it all too well. And I just love that. I have one last thing to mention that I promise we can move on from 10 minutes all too well. Yeah. Sad girl autumn version. Oh, my gosh. To me, it's like, you know how she talked about in the interview way back when that triggered this whole, you know, pandemonium around this 10 minute version? where she said that she just went to the mic and was just kind of like riffing on the mic and people started playing music behind her. That's how I imagine it sounding like the yeah. sad girl autumn. Cause it sounds more like a stream of consciousness, you know, rather than like yeah. a thought out song. Totally. And it's like really understated. I like to imagine that's how it was originally recorded when her mom was like, Ooh, that's good. Did anyone record that? Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah, Totally. Yeah, but that's my last. I just think that's a really special thing to hear. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do a full episode on the 10-minute version, on Sad Girl Autumn, on the short film. Yeah. We've got to dive oh, yeah, into the, the short, short film. film. When I've seen it oh, so God. many times. And we're going to have to just dedicate an entire episode to that. <laughs> we have so much. I'm going to, like, we have so much detective work to do. You know how exactly. many Easter eggs are in that video yeah and it's so special that it deserves its own episode you know yeah so all too well is like it's gonna be as long as like our folklore episode yeah (laughs) it's gonna be like a three-parter like your evermore one yeah it's like four hours long total well i remember when i was listening with kristen to the 10 minute version we just kept looking down at the phone at like how much time was left and we thought we were like done the song and she'd be like Allie, there's six minutes left (laughs) yeah and we're like, oh, my God, what's going to come? What's going to come? Yeah. So we're definitely going to have to do that so yeah. that this episode doesn't become a five hours long. So yeah. what is your next high, Allie? I, this is going to be controversial, maybe. I really like how she revised Girl at Home. Okay, the yesification of Girl at Home. <laughs> Wait, what? The, yes, the yesification of Girl at Home. Wait, I, you have to explain that. I don't know what you're talking about. The yesification. Have you seen that on the internet? No. <laughs> Allie, where no. the hell have you been? This meme has like already Twitter. died. I, I don't check Twitter. Can you please explain it to me? Yes, it's a Twitter and TikTok thing. There's a, a Twitter account. Uh, I see why am I did an episode on this too. If you guys like that podcast, they recap internet trends and TikTok trends. They're really interesting. I really like them. Shout out to I see why am I. Um, but it's there was this Twitter bot called Yassification Bot. Like Y A S S ification. Uh-huh. And it's like basically 
like face tuning or putting a filter on like famous people or like famous works of art like history and like yassifying them basically making them look like a kardashian like contouring them like snatching their ways like like one of the funnier ones there's like one of like girl with pearl earring they like yassified her you know they like gave her like a tiny little nose and like giant lips and like a contoured cheeks you keep me so young crusty I don't know how you missed this. This was all over TikTok, too. And you're normally really good about TikTok. I usually am on TikTok, but, like, whenever I get through, like, I mean, this is anyone. If I'm, like, I've been super busy lately. Like, you know, like, I, yeah. I mean, what else is new? But I haven't really had time to scroll through TikTok, unfortunately. I really miss it. Gotcha. Really so, yeah, because this trend came really quick and it died really quick because it just got too oversaturated. I'll yeah. send you some examples after this episode so you can see Please what do. I'm talking about. But there was a meme going around that was just like the yassification of girl at home. That, it was like... I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, I because I actually had to because like, honestly, I never listened to girl at home before. Yeah, like girl at home got a BBL. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, BBL. Oh, no. Cressy, what does that mean? Allie, where the hell have you been? No, literally drowning in a Brazilian butt lift. You, how do you like? You guys don't even know how many things Cressy's had to explain to me in my life on like of internet trends. If I didn't have a full time job, my other job would be a um a podcast where I just explain like extra niche (laughs) internet trends to Allie and like you wouldn't have to do any prep work. You would just show up and be like, okay, so this is what happened on the internet this week. Um, people are taking out their BBLs now. Um, yes, if I bought has been canceled. Um, this, uh, um, the bing bong trend is now dead. I don't even want to ask what that is. What the, I, I'm embarrassed. So why do you like girl at home? I don't, it's not even that I like, it's not even my favorite song on the album. I just think it's a lot better now. I agree. Yeah. Cause I actually listened to the original right before this episode just kind of like figure it out i mean it's completely stripped down in the original like this new one is production central Mm -hmm. for lack of musical terms but like it really did it just brings so much more energy to the song which i feel like that song needs it too yeah it's not even it's not even my favorite song in the album i just think she did she was ballsy with that Mm -hmm. but she made it a lot better yeah i agree I think it's an upgrade for sure. Yeah. Okay. So what's your next high? Hmm. This is a tiny one, but I like when she has a little lisp and stay, stay, stay. Have you, have you picked up on that? No. There's this, and I want you guys to know I have a speech impediment. Like I'm not making fun of this. Like I, I genuinely, like I like this part of the song. I have a hard time saying tease. So I get it, but there's a part in stay, stay, stay. Where Taylor goes, hopes and dreams. Oh, <laughs> like really? she says, hopes. And it's like really cute. There's a bunch of okay. TikToks about it. That's I didn't even pick it up whenever I listened to it for the first time. And I don't think I would have picked it up without seeing TikToks about it. Yeah. But it's been really sweet. Aw. Yeah. It's such a cute song as it is, too. Yeah. What's your Are next you one? Okay. Uh, and this wasn't a high at first. It changed. I really like how she switched saying like ever in we are never getting back together. Like it went from like ever to 
like ever, you know? Yeah. Um, It was a low at first, but I kind of like it because I think the way she says it now that's like more serious kind of shows like, okay, I'm almost 32 now. Like we really yeah. are never getting back together. Like that's how I took it is like she's saying it like, no, like we we really did not ever get back together. You know, it went from yeah. fun to like just straight up not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like her from the future just being like, no. Yeah, it's not gonna happen, <laughs> babes. Yeah. But I mean at first it was a low because it is kind of fun how she says, like, ever. I can't even say how she says it normally, but you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, what's your next high? Um, I think this is going to be my last high. Okay. And it's more of a general high since we're going to get into the From the Vaults bonus tracks. But Mm -hmm. I was pleasantly surprised by, like, all of the bonus tracks. Yeah. I liked all of them. Yeah. And normally with bonus track songs, sometimes you're not going to like all of them. And that's okay. But I like all of these. Like, Babe excellent oh yeah better man i heard better man when she performed at nashville she performed better man and it was incredible and i was like wow this is the only time in my entire life i'm gonna hear taylor swift perform this song and now i have it like on my phone like on my little electronic rectangle i have that now (laughs) yeah so i'm just really pleased with all of them i almost don't even count them as bonus tracks because everyone was so excited but you're so right they are bonus tracks and they are so strong yeah i mean we're gonna like dive into all of them after yeah. we finish our highs and lows so i don't want to get too far into it but like yeah they're, they're all good <laughs> they're all yeah. amazing yeah no they're i would definitely say that they're like definitely stronger than the fearless bonus tracks agreed oddly one of my most binge songs from my spotify wrapped was don't you from fearless and i was oh. like I think it was like one of those times where I was like, ooh, do I like this song? And then you have to like listen to it over and over again. To yeah. Like it. And then I'm like, I do like it now. I was yeah. not my favorite at first, but like I was really surprised by that. Anyways, I have one last high and it'll be super quick. I enjoy the song Red exponentially more now. Okay. Why? Like the band and her vocals are just so improved. And or maybe it's even my age listening it to it, like listening back to it now and like getting all that symbolism and metaphor from it, you know, Uh, maybe I just appreciate it further. I think when I was younger, I thought Red was maybe like slightly cheesy, you know, Mm -hmm. like just naming colors. I don't even know if cheesy is the right word, but like now, I mean, the build up for that song and the bridge. Like, I just I think that Red is a phenomenal song. <laughs> so, hey, I like it. So Lowe's, here we go. <sighs> who who wants away. to start? You want me to start? OK, it's yeah. going to be a bummer. OK, so before anyone comes at me for my many lows, I need you guys to understand the context of how I listen to this album. And I just I hate to be a bummer. But, like, I know people aren't going to like what I have to say. And if you understand how, when I first listened to this, I was looking for reasons to be pissed off. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, basically, there were two deaths in my family the week that Red came out. And it was very tough. And the Thursday that Red came out that Friday. But Thursday, Veterans Day, that was my grandpa's funeral. 
So obviously I didn't stay up that night to like listen to Red Eye. I went to bed because I was completely exhausted and drained. Mm -hmm. So I listened to Red for the first time driving back to Atlanta from my hometown, like Pensacola. I'm from Mm -hmm. the Pace area. For those who are familiar with the Gulf Coast, I'm from Pace. I went to Pace High School. It's mm-hmm. a high school across from a cotton field. So it's like very farmy. There's like beautiful trees. It's very like, it was a good scene for Red, you know? Yeah. And I thought that would be good for me to hear it. Like on my drive back for the first time, like I went to the same Target. I bought like all of the Taylor CDs growing up. I went there that morning to buy Red. I went to the same Starbucks I always went to to get Taylor's latte. Like, oh, you know, it's going to be special driving past all these fields and it was not a good time. It was wow. not good. And I think it's because I was surrounded by so much familiarity and I yeah. was hearing something that was kind of familiar, but it yeah. wasn't. And I wanted it to be the same. Yeah. And it and it wasn't. So I was listening because, I mean, these are like the fields I drove past listening to Red when it first came out. Yeah. So I'm hearing Red Taylor's version and it's different and I'm having feelings that are different and I'm like grieving and I'm mourning and I'm upset and it's like it's different and it's not the same and I wanted it so badly to be the same that's really symbolic and deep well thank you so anyway I was looking for reasons to be pissed off and also people Mm. were blowing up my goddamn phone that whole ride back and I had to put my phone on do not disturb because people were really annoying me I was like I'm trying to listen to red you guys and you guys are really messing with me so all in all I just wanted to lay it out there be open with everyone that I was not in a good mood and I'm still not in a good mood and I'm still looking for reasons to be mad and I am taking it out on Taylor I'm sorry girly pop I love you um but I have been looking for reasons to be upset. And this is part this is like part of my process, I guess. I'm I'm being upset about parts at this album. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just being honest with our girlies. Whatever it takes. So my first low. Oh God, where to begin? I have so many. I'm just gonna I have literally to have one written. Oh my down. god, I have so many. Crazy. I, I won't do them all because oh, no. this can't be too long. Um the biggest, biggest low I have is no Max Martin. He was okay. so important on yeah. the original, and you can really hear him not being on I Knew You Were Trouble and not being on We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. I just yeah. think they don't compare to the originals because it doesn't have the complexity that Max Martin brought to those original tracks. And yeah. I'm sure it was a timing issue because I know Taylor's turning these around really quickly. I'm sure it's nothing on Taylor or Max. I'm sure it, I'm positive yeah. it was a timing thing cuz that man stays booked and busy. Yeah. And but I think those songs do suffer cuz they're just yeah. not as good. It kind of sounds like a like a karaoke cover to me. Hmm. I need to listen back to the originals and then listen to the normal or the normal the new Taylor yeah. version. Like yeah. they're good, but it's just like Max Martin is so phenomenal. At, like everything yeah. he touches yeah and he just brings a complexity that i i don't think can be recreated without him and i'm yeah. y'all i'm really nervous about reputation without max martin like i really hope they book him for reputation yeah i like i am excited for reputation but without max like <sighs> that's all i'm gonna say well and that is like that's gonna be the last one. Can't she? When can she start re-recording that? What year? 
Um, couldn't she start in November of this year? Like technically? Maybe it is. Yeah. Oh my god, wouldn't that be a curveball if she comes out with reputation like earlier than like, I don't know, like the debut album or something? I like am that? praying she's working it around Max's schedule. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, that album say- is like such pop perfection. Yeah. Like, we need his pop excellence. <laughs> we need justice for reputation. More people need to, re- more normals need yes. to respect it. Like, like with, t- uh, I, it's, it, it would be incredible. Yeah. Those from the vault tracks with Max Martin. Like, we got to see it. We've got to see it happen. Yeah. I, I mean, that's my most excited one. I am pretty excited for 1989, too. Was Max Martin on 1989? Yes. Okay. So what about 1989? Basically, all of Taylor's like pop perfection is Max Martin. And I'm nervous for it, but she did release Wildest Dreams, and that was originally a Max Martin production. And yeah. that one sounded okay. It sounded good. Yeah. It didn't sound like it was missing him. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're going to get this formula down. But I really saw a lack of Max in this album, and it was very disappointing for me. I need to go back and listen because I did not pick that up. Right yeah. Away. And we are never, ever getting back together. The Wii's, those are rough. Those, <laughs> someone forgot to layer something. Something happened. But y'all, it's, it's bad. I don't like <laughs> well, it. I, Where I she's like, think, I mean, I didn't catch it, but I. Now that I not. have, I've ruined the song for you and I'm so sorry. I know. I, I have so much to go back and listen to now. Yeah. Interesting. I do think it's, like, kind of hard because, I mean, imagine being 32 and trying to record something that you recorded when you were 22, 21. You oh, know, totally. Like, and again, let me reiterate, I am actively looking for reasons to be pissed. Yeah. So I am looking for these little things that other people aren't picking up on. We're, like, we're 24 and 25 right now. Imagine, like, trying to replicate something that you did creatively when you were 14 and 15, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, impossible. Yeah. No, it's, like, you're a completely different human. Yeah. Um, This was the one low I wrote down. So it's a good thing that you have lows to balance (laughs) us out. (laughs) So many. No, I think it's good because I was, like, ooh, I can't really think of any. The and this is funny because it doesn't even really pertain to the album. I the low for me was the Jimmy Fallon and uh, Jimmy Kimmel interviews on the night. Other than her outfits, her outfits served really. I they, liked them. I didn't like it because I was thinking, like, I was hoping that there was like a performance. Oh, and basically, like, she just went on and was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna perform 10 minute all too well on SNL," like on both. Yeah. So I think she was just trying to reach like her non like super Swifty fans, you know, like it was more just like promoting the album to the normals who aren't crazy Swifties. I keep talking about people who aren't crazy Swifty fans as normals, if you can't tell. But like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we are deranged. Well, and I just didn't like the timing. If you did stay up, you know, it was like, oh, shoot. Do we listen to the song? Do we, you know, do we listen or do we watch these interviews? It felt like we had to watch the interviews because we're like, why else are they right now at midnight? Pretty mm-hmm. much like, are, is there a performance? And there was it was just anticlimactic. But her outfits were amazing. I did love both outfits. Also, why is she wearing black on black so much? She's been wearing black on black a lot. What does it mean? Uh, fall time, right? I don't know. It seems like an excessive amount of black on black. I really loved all of her outfits from that week. 
the yeah. I mean they're just all phenomenal. Yeah. It made me really want to get bangs. And, and oh. I've been over this, you guys. I my forehead is small. I would not look good with bangs, but I want them so badly. I think I just need to buy some clip-ins. <laughs> but man, her bangs looked so good that week. Remember her bangs when she uh sang back to December at some award show? They looked like very obvious clip-ins. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. She wore the black on black suit way back when. It was like one of her first straight hair moments. I need to ask her where she got them or if I can have them. <laughs> extremely expensive because i know i would look horrible with real ones but maybe taylor's clip-ins would look fine yeah and they look like clip-ins to me like they're too thick not to be in my yeah mind. okay but anyways what's your next low or your next lows um i'm trying to decide oh, how much i should share okay um i do think 22 was kind of low I think okay. it's, I think it was lacking the enthusiasm that the original 22 had, which I understand. There's yeah. a big difference between singing that song when you are 22, but it just felt like it was lacking a little bit of enthusiasm. Yeah. I prefer the old version of I Knew You Were Trouble, and I'm also disappointed we did not get the rock version of I Knew You Were Trouble. Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah. I just think it's so good, and I really wanted that, and I felt like it was just just missing something and again i think that ties back to the max martin thing it's just like missing something and it's his touch on it you know yeah so that's probably it um the beginning of holy ground is missing something okay have you heard it it's like missing like a layer of instruments and i don't know what instruments they are because i'm not musically talented but it's like missing a layer of something interesting i think it's missing like a like a drum or something but it's not the, it doesn't like hit me the same that like yeah. the original Holy Ground hits me. I will say I was super excited about Holy Ground and State of Grace. Yeah. Um, and those haven't been my highs. It's not that I don't like them, but those like I really love Red. It's almost like the songs in the re-recordings that I wasn't like a super fan of at first. Those are the ones I like best with her re-recordings cuz then the ones that I was a super fan of they're always going to sound slightly different. So it's like, maybe that's the, maybe that's the psychology behind it. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I definitely, there are a lot of originals that I prefer and there are some new ones that I prefer. So it's just a balancing act, I guess. Yeah. I a thousand percent prefer the new red Taylor's version, like the song over the original. Yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't even, I could list them out, like if I really thought about it, but that'd be kind of an interesting game to play, but also a kind of mean game to play. So maybe we won't. Yeah. Like if we made an, a red G Falls version where it's like from the two albums, the ones that we yeah. liked. Should we do that? I don't know. Is maybe. that mean? Is that, is that anti-Taylor? But while we're on the topic of preferring originals, I do want to point out that it's okay to prefer the originals. If you do prefer them, like that is okay because mm-hmm. she is re-recording these for commercial use. Uh-huh. She is re-recording these so that those versions can be used in movies and commercials with branding deals. It's okay if you yeah. want to stream the original. Like that's that's still like supporting 
the musicians on those original tracks you know like it's yeah and it's also like fractions of a penny like it's okay if you prefer some of the original versions because she's doing this for commercial reasons yeah so i just wanted to put that out there and she is still getting money yeah like she's getting paid regardless it's okay uh whenever i do listen to the originals i do go to my itunes catalog from back when i downloaded them back in the day but honestly if i wanted to stream them on spotify that's fine too yeah. Whatever makes y'all happy. I I feel like I've seen a lot of mean tweets like here's how to like block these versions and stuff. And you know like sometimes I want to listen to the old state of grace and that's okay. Yeah. But if I was in like a Starbucks per se and they were playing the original version over the Yeah, that's Taylor's different. Version, yeah, like I would be like no, oh, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Or like if we made if we made TikToks, we would use mm. the Taylor's version mm. for whatever mm-hmm. we did. If we made yeah. a G-Fall commercial for some reason, like we would use the Taylor's version. You One know, day. dream big. Yeah. Dream but like big. privately, it's okay to listen to the old stuff every now and then. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. It's okay. No yeah. reason to get mad. I still prefer the Tell Me Why original version. It just has more yeah, sass. Yeah, it does. I, just, I love it. Um, Please, you just can't get back. Last low, and this okay. isn't a Taylor low. It is a fandom low. Y'all have been very annoying. What's happened? Um, People like commenting on Jake Gyllenhaal's stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not one to defend an old man, <laughs> an <laughs> old rich man. Yeah. Like, he's fine. Man. He doesn't need to be yeah. defended. He's fine. But also, like, can y'all not send death threats to John Mayer? Can y'all yeah. like not comment on Jake Gyllenhaal's girlfriend's pictures calling her ugly and an idiot or like a fucking whore? Like, like oh, you're yeah. like y'all are embarrassing. And Swifties like that are genuinely embarrassing and make us look insane. Like I, yeah. I think Swifties might be the most hated fandom, and like rightfully because some of y'all are really annoying, and like memes and stuff. Like those are funny, like jokes, like. I retweeted some funny stuff. There's a lot of funny jokes out there, but like I would never comment or like tag Jake Gyllenhaal and something like, I think that's kind of embarrassing. I think the thing to consider though too, which it's never okay. It should never be okay. But I think a lot of people doing that are probably young, young kids. You know, I think that that's probably because they just don't know better yet. I'm not like, I'm not even trying to defend them, which that was kind of defense. But, like, I do think when I see those things, I'm, like, probably the majority of people doing that are kids who are, like, in their yeah. cyberbully phase. And they need to stop. It's, yeah. It's making us look bad. It's, I mean, I feel like I sound like like a teacher who just got back and heard all the things that the substitute had to say. You know, like, I feel yeah. like I'm, like, scolding everyone. But, like, you're making us look bad. Like, do you guys want, like, a yeah. repeat of 2016 when, like, we were all hated? Like, chill out. Like, she's getting very close to overexposure. Like, we're on thin ice. Yeah. And it's, um, it kind of detracts from her work. Now everyone's like, you know, I mean, haters in the media are like, Taylor wrote, oh, oh, this one guy in the media. I'm, I'm, I I don't, he's barstool, you know, you know. Have you seen all that stuff that he's been saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're about to say. I think his name is KFC or I'm pretty sure, whatever. 
Um, he doesn't deserve the shout out, so. He doesn't even deserve the shout out. I hope I got his name wrong. I don't even know. But he was like, Taylor Swift wrote this song about an ex that she dated for three months, 10 years ago. And it's like, okay, dude, if you even took an ounce of time to think about these re-recordings, she did not write it this year. You know, I mean, she might have edited some of the verses. Yeah, and I feel like commentary like that, and I feel like Swifties commenting on Jake Gyllenhaal's shit, it's making this about him when this is about her. This is about Taylor. This is about Taylor's growth. This is about Taylor's... creative strength this is about her talents this is not about him this is not about any of her exes this is about her and we're like kind of taking that away from her when we make it about him yeah and it takes away from the art now everyone's gonna like all the haters are gonna be like oh she did this to get back at her ex and it's like no you're missing this whole like you're completely missing the point but with yeah but like with swifties commenting on it it's drawing more attention to that fact rather than to the art exactly like incredible accomplishment because at the end of the day this 10 minute version was a gift to the fans Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day it it, like it doesn't really have anything to do with jake gyllenhaal no and let me said the song is now about jake gyllenhaal no the song is now more about her and her fans because the fans love it yeah exactly so I let me reiterate I love the memes I love to laugh I love the jokes but when you're like actually like tagging these people and like giving them notifications on their phone yeah I don't like it so that's my last yeah. low because I'm I'm getting nervous about future re-recordings I I'm getting nervous about what they're gonna do to John Mayer and I know oh. he deserves it because I if you guys listen to when I ranked <laughs> Taylor's exes I put him at the very bottom yeah. I know he's not a good human being, but also, like, it is never okay to send someone a death threat. No. Like, and ever. No. Not even a celebrity. That gets to them, too. Yeah. They're under so much pressure. Don't, you know? don't send people you don't know stuff online. Just don't do it. Yeah, and also just don't send death threats to literally anyone. Yeah, ever. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, you can't. It's not funny, and, like, you're not an edgelord. And you're going to look back on it in a few years and cringe. So just don't do it. Because you know who also gets death threats? Taylor. Taylor Swift. She has little crazy people breaking into her house. Yeah. Like, okay, final thought on this. For the people who are doing that, like, what makes you different than the people who commented snakes on Taylor's photos? You know? Like, yeah. what's the difference between y'all? No, that's yeah. all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. Well, back to a higher note, let's talk about the bonus tracks yeah so honestly uh better man amazing yeah i think i i honestly think i take better man for granted like because it's really good and i was like yeah it was gonna be really good <laughs> like you know like i i think i knew kind of what it was gonna sound like yeah you know so i was like it's really great i'm happy we have it yeah that's where i'm <laughs> you know like that's kind of how i feel what about you I agree. I love Better Man. I love the Jack Antonoff touch on this song. I feel like you can yeah. really tell that Jack produced this. And yeah, excellent. Uh, nothing new featuring Phoebe Bridgers uh, broke me. It's my favorite one. It broke me into 13 million pieces. That song 
to me is the standout by far yeah. across all of the other bonus tracks. Honestly, almost on the album, other than 10 Minute All Too Well. <laughs> you know, like, nothing new. Especially knowing what she said about, like, in Miss Americana mm-hmm. and things like that. I also want to know, like, I'm kind of upset that they didn't release this with the original Red, but then at the same time, it hits so different now. And with Phoebe Bridgers on the track, it is like... Oh, it's so good. It's amazing. It's it's, it's excellent. I'm so glad Phoebe has, like, full verses. Like, yeah. Taylor has broken the trend of her features of female artists just having like background vocals yeah like we saw with Haim and nobody no crime i was so happy to actually hear phoebe yeah but i don't think that this would have worked on the original version because of the line i've had too much to drink tonight because taylor did not talk about alcohol at this time i love the tiktok this song. song is blowing up on tiktok too Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, it is obviously. below. You got to get on there because you're going to miss it before it goes uh, out of trend. But the the line, um, that kind of radiance you only have at 17. So people like start it with like the way they look now. And then it's like, I know someday I'm going to meet her. It's Fever Jam. And then it's like them now. And then it's like the kind of radiance you only have at 17. And then it's like oh, like a montage of how they looked at 17. Oh. And it's cute. 17 such a powerful age, too. It makes me think of the Springsteen song. Uh, Springsteen? You know? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I loved being 17. Anyways, but it's just such a good song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on TikTok just to post something like yeah, that. Yeah, you need to find the sound and just watch the videos with the sound. They're yeah. really good. And I love that the song is having its moment and that it's really standing out. And I love that Phoebe is getting the praise that she deserves because i love phoebe bridgers yeah you guys should check out her work if you don't listen but yeah i have like the lyrics in front of me and i can't even pick out a standout because it's all great i think that you introduced me to phoebe bridgers really because yeah because i love phoebe waller bridge oh yeah we've had this conversation yeah and i was like wait are you talking about phoebe bridgers (laughs) i mean because it could really go either way they're both really well known in certain circuits but not well known outside of those circuits that they yeah appeal to you know so next song babe i love it i mean i think better man versus babe better man wins but babe also really good but kind of the same How feeling could you do this babe? Babe, babe, babe i just missed the dance that she did with sugarland on the reputation yeah where he, like <laughs> stepped back with babe yeah, I I agree. I do love this song, but it is also exactly what I was expecting, and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that at all. I think that's no. great. She gave us what we wanted. And I love that. All right. Message in a bottle. Hated it at first. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I skipped it. Like, I think <laughs> we were, like, sitting there listening it, listening to it. I think it played, like, 30 seconds, and we just pressed next. <laughs> like It's giving... It's giving Barbie movie. It's giving Trolls movie. It's giving soundtrack to a children's movie. But it has grown on me. It's grown on me too. It reminded me originally of um the girl who sings Friday, Rebecca Black. Okay. Friday. Like it sounded like it just sounded it sounded like Taylor's better than that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it was a it's just a little too simple for me. 
it's like simple pop bubblegum like what okay. someone who's yeah i mean it, and it really i actually do kind of like it now isn't it a single too isn't it on the radio or i don't something? know or maybe not a single that was stupid but like i think it was like something early on i kept seeing message in the bottle message in a bottle places and i was like that's a song that's like being promoted <laughs> i was like why that's interesting I don't even know where I saw it, so I could be completely wrong, but I think I saw somewhere that it was going to be on the radio. But I mean, I guess I can, I, I can believe that. Maybe some radios, some places. I mean, it's kind of the most poppy one to put on there that's new. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. It's just kind of like, eh, it's kind of simple. It's kind of like girl at home for me. Like, yeah, I, I can appreciate it, but I'm never going to, like, crave the song. I'm never yeah. going to, like, go out of my way to listen to it. but. I, I enjoy it. It's like one of those pop songs that has like brainwashing patterns in it. You know, yeah. so you like start to like it the more you listen to it. You know, I like need to send you the TikTok where they put it over like a singing scene of a Barbie movie and it completely matches up. That's hilarious. I'll post it on our, our Instagram when this comes out. And Barbie All movies right. are good. So. Oh, the um the. Nutcracker. The one. Nutcracker. I'm so you mentioned that because uh, I'm gonna have to watch it now yeah. for Christmas. You have to watch the original one because you know they re like cartoonized it. No. Yeah, why? it's the whole. Yeah, we'll talk about it after. I'm. Mad. They like redid all the Barbie movies. They yesified the Barbie movies. No, they don't. They need to be noified. Yeah, they need to be nindiesified. Yes. Early 2000s I, VH tape VHS tapeified. I put the Barbie movie of. Uh, the Nutcracker on the same level as like Thumbelina. Like they were always like there, but they were like kind of hard to watch. They were kind of hard finds or like Anastasia. Like I didn't always have access to these movies, but when I got to see them, like if a friend had them, I was like, oh, we're watching that. I'm positive there was a year of my life where I watched the Barbie Swan Lake like every single night. I'm positive. Oh my God. I would bet money on it. (laughs) Anyway. Moving forward, I bet you think about me. I'm obsessed. This is actually my favorite of from the vault. Really? I you- I just think it's so good. It's like country perfection. The music video. Oh my is god! Also incredible. Her in the wedding dress. Wow. She looks gorgeous. She looks she- incredible. I want whatever water she's drinking. Like, you know, like yeah. I literally, she looks better than ever. Mm-hmm. And the, the scene with her and the kids, I- iconic, iconic, iconic. Oh, it might be one the- of my favorite Taylor music videos. No, I actually, and I don't know if like, I, I was afraid to say that. Cause I was like, is it just because it's like the newest one? So I'm like really excited about it. It is so freaking good. And when it started, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. At first, I thought it was kind of slow mm-hmm. in the music video. But then when you see the end and see how she's just painting yeah. it all right. And when you oh, like so pick up good. on the fact that she's not actually there, that he's just imagining her, it's like, oh. It's so – I literally have chills. I get chills all yeah. the time. But, like, oh, my God. And then in the end, when she rips down her hair and mm-hmm. then – Cressy – you're going to hate that I'm bringing this up, but the post from Blake Lively from that video where she's pissing in the urinal. Yeah, what urinal. does that mean? 
a lot of people think it's the trilogy. <laughs> a lot of people think it's the trilogy. I don't have the energy for this talk. She is at the third urinal. I, I do love that Blake directed this though, and I want more Blake like directed music videos. I oh, she did, did such amazing. a good job. No, it's an incredible video. I need more of it. Blake just needs to be a director of Taylor music videos yeah. from this point forward. Like you can tell it was directed by a woman, you know? Like oh, it's in so the best good. way. Oh, it it's so well thought out. I I feel like Blake and probably Ryan too get really into the Easter eggs too because yeah. they're like her best friends. So they can be like they probably give her ideas like, ooh, you should do this. Yeah. You know how the trilogies come in. Yeah. Like, one month. <laughs> I was literally having these same talks like this time last year. About yeah. If if the trilogy theory is real and we got a third album this month, I would have to like take time off from G Fall. I'd be like, I'm done, you guys. Yeah. Like, I am so done with this. Like, y'all are killing me. No, it's really hard. It's like too <laughs> like, much. We sound, we sound like really like I don't know. Like we're complaining about nothing. Like talking on a microphone. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is. Especially for an album. Ooh, a new album, too, not a re-recording. Oh, uh, we haven't even experienced... The last one was three parts. Yeah. Three that parts. Was like and 12 hours total of our lives. <laughs> yeah, not only was it talking, but also editing Research. that much content. Yeah. Oh, my God. But anyway, let's move on. I Oh, there is one thing I want to add about I Bet You Think About Me. The ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She's insane. She wrote a song about me. I mean, so good. Wait, and do you know how at the end of the music video, like, I bet you think about me, and then she strums the guitar and kind of smirks. She starts to say something before turning into the light. What does she say? Because that has to be intentional. Why would they keep that cut if she starts to say something? Why would she start to say something when she knows that the song is over? And they're recording. This was intentional. What the fuck is she saying? Well, we'll have to get into this when we dive into all too well 10 minute version from the vault. Taylor's version. Um, All the parentheses. Short film. There were some lip readers who like read the scenes where they're like talking and there's no subtitles or anything. We got to reach out to them and get them to interpret what Taylor did. In this oh, music video. This is bringing up so many questions, but we can't. We can't. I have so many things. Okay. Next song, Forever Winter. This was another early skip, like halfway through the song, but that was more Kristen than me. I was kind of digging it. I wanted to listen to it all the way through. This one's really grown on me, more so than Message in a Bottle. I kind of like Yeah. The music behind it it's very like cheery I, well the thing that Kristen had said when we were listening to it for the first time was this has does not sound anything like I thought it was going to sound like which is fair mm-hmm. the song's forever winter and it's a fairly happy sounding song yeah I think I think that really works though mm-hmm. I think mm, I don't want to spend too much time really going like english major on this shit yeah but i think that's the point of it for it to sound really upbeat but the lyrics are dark because the song is about her 
and an unnamed friend or family member or like someone in her life who's like struggling with their mental uh-huh. health. And that's like on the surface, like everything's fine. Uh-huh. But when you look within, like this Yeah. This person does not want to be on this yeah. earth. You know, like and that's I feel like it's kind of like a motif for that. Like it's like this upbeat song, it's got a beat, it's got a nice bridge, you know, but like when you look within it's like, oh, like this is actually really dark. That's really interesting. I love when you bring up things like that because now i'm gonna have a full new appreciation for the song yeah i think that's the point i mean i don't know if she's actually said that but i i think i think that's her intention yeah. how do you like the song so you yeah. i like it um it's kind of like too sad for me mm. you know like i can't like really listen to it it really bums me out when you like go past the the poppy yeah. beat but I do really like it. I think it's really well written. I have to re-listen and like really pay attention to the lyrics now. It's I just pulled them up. I, I really like the way it like progresses because, you know, like he's up at 3 a.m. pacing, yeah. you know, and then later in the song, it's he's up at 5 a.m. wasted. Uh-huh. Like the song like progresses. Yeah. I like that. 5 a.m. wasted. Yeah. No, I, I this one has grown on me a lot and I. I do like it more than message in a bottle, which isn't in a whole lot. Yeah. But <laughs> it says something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one. I uh, this one's gonna be all you, Ali. We've gotta know your thoughts on run featuring Ed Sheeran. Go. Um it sounds like OG Ed. It sounds like really early Ed, you know, because Ed's been a little bit more poppy recently, you know. Um it it sounds like Ed is back, like the original Ed from the time when what year did Red come out? Uh, twelve. So twenty twelve. So you know Ed Sheeran almost ten years ago. Um. So for that point, I really appreciate it. I obviously really like it. This is probably one of my most streamed from the album because it's Ed and Taylor. You know my my king and my queen. Um, yeah. I was curious why they didn't release it with the original album i do think it's a little more cliche than everything has changed which is maybe why they didn't release it originally but nothing yeah. wrong with an occasional cliche the vocals are beautiful yeah. the music is beautiful i really enjoy it i'm happy that we finally got it the first song they ever wrote together that's really cool yeah so, it is special i i feel like i listen to it a lot comparing it to everything has changed and like to me, I feel like they could have kept both, but I'm obviously extremely biased because these are my two favorite people in the world musically. So yeah, and they probably didn't want like two of the same feature on the same yeah. album, like her label. And so, like in that sense, everything has changed made a lot more sense because everything has changed. Yeah, maybe it was the first time I listened to Ed Sheeran was like, "Ooh, I like him," you know. Yeah. So even though it was partially Taylor, but mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? I liked it. I did think it was like a little too basic lyrically for my taste and kind of musically too. But like you said, like there's nothing wrong with a basic song. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's their first one they ever wrote. You can kind of feel that in it, you know, they're kind of. Yeah. There's nostalgia laced within. Yeah. And they're kind of just testing the ropes, you know, they're writing their first song together. Like, oh, can we do this? What are the lyrics going to be? You know, I, I feel like. They were just kind of like, let's just write something easily. And they did. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Good for them. Okay. And look at how they've grown. Look at how they've grown. 
the very first night? Um, let me pull up the lyrics to this one. I, I actually can't even like tell you any thoughts on it right now. I need to like play a second of it. Um, so that is how I know you are not lying about not being on TikTok. Because this song is having a moment on TikTok. A very there is a lot of discourse about this song, specifically from Gaylers. Okay. People think that this song is about Diana. Okay. Argon. I don't know how to say her last name. I think that sounds right. Or Agron. Argon or Agron. And they think that the lyrics are, didn't read the note on the Polaroid picture. They don't know how much I miss her. Mm. And people had made edits where it, it, Taylor's actually saying her. Like, they don't know how much I miss her. And it like rhymes better and it actually makes sense uh-huh so i can see where they're coming from lyrically um mm-hmm. i did also see a theory that made a hell of a lot of sense and i sent it to mk for her to confirm and she shared my similar beliefs and it makes sense to me so there's also a rumor that taylor wrote this song for one direction and that each stanza was for a different like member of One Direction. And the way I'll post the TikTok, I'm going to have to post so many TikToks after this episode comes out, but I will post a TikTok <laughs> of this cuz like the way this person described like how it was supposed to be like it actually made sense. And it yeah. made sense that the lyric would be her. You know cuz it actually oh. rhymes. And I sent it to MK cuz you guys know MK used to run a 1D stan account. If there's uh-huh. one thing she knows, it's like 1D lore and like yeah. what could be true and what is not true, you know? And she yeah. was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That could be totally true. Huh. So I don't know, but I do think it's a fun song. Yeah. No, I, I listened to the beginning of it. Like I couldn't even remember it. Like, I think it's fun. I can kind of hear where the One Direction would come in. Doesn't it sound like a One Direction song? And like, like the sta- like it all lines up perfectly. I will tell you, this is a far stronger song than Message in a Bottle. Yeah. I will say, I think the reason that I don't have stronger thoughts about this song is because I think it was overshadowed by how good the other bonus tracks were. Yeah. But skip, it is a very strong one, too. Skip ahead to the part I'm talking about, and I want to know if you hear her or you. Okay, I do think I listened to this one a lot, actually, but I think it's like kind of like... I'll listen to it, like, and it's, like, in the background. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't overly pay attention to it. It does sound like it could be her on the Polaroid picture. They don't know how much I miss her. I think that her would be almost too expected of a rhyme. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. It rhymes. But it's almost like I almost don't like it because it's, like, too on point yeah you know i i wanted to point it out i mean you guys know everyone listening here knows how ali and i feel about rumors of taylor's sexuality we think it's kind of gross to like speculate someone's sexuality if they are not open with it you know that's never a business Mm -mm. but i did want to bring this up because it is trending on tiktok and i think this little clip is actually more popular than the taylor's version clip because it's like yeah like really exploding so i felt like 
we just had to bring it up. We just had to mention it. Yeah. So make of that what you will. However you want to view the song is however you want to view the song. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I like it. What's next? So, <laughs> you know what's next. Oh, no. <laughs> all too well, 10-minute version. Okay. Um, It's uh, everything. Yeah, um, it's just iconic. I know. We talked about it, really. Yeah. <laughs> what? <sighs> Again, we're going to have to do a whole episode on this, but I just love how culturally significant this song has become yeah i love i love that it tells people it's okay to feel things and it's okay to be upset about stuff yeah i don't i've i don't this is gonna sound wrong but like go with me like go with me on this this journey of this sentence i'm about to say i feel like it kind of like celebrates sadness uh-huh. but not in like a glorifying way but in a way that it's like it's okay to feel things yeah it's okay to experience things like don't shove them down don't you know like journal it once and like block it out of your brain like no like really feel it like really go through it yeah. remember it all too well like really feel your feelings and heal and i feel like yeah. this song celebrates the healing process of, he- yeah. of remembering I'm going to say something way less profound. Okay. <laughs> I use it to time my showers. Yeah. <laughs> How many do you do? One or two? Well, like, because I take really long showers. So if I play, I'm like, okay, play all too well, 10 minute version. If it ends, sometimes it comes really quickly. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I got to get out of this shower because I'm not always like checking the clock when yeah. I'm there. And if I'm like getting ready for work or something like that. Um, so I try to keep it at one. But I need to do that because hot showers in the winter, oh, my eczema is yeah. fighting for its life and I could really benefit to 10 minute version showers. <laughs> it really is shocking like how much you can stream this song though. Like for it being 10 minutes, like it always ends too fast for me now. Yeah. Like I'm like another one. I yeah. gotta, I gotta have an, like I, and time just- flies so fast. Yeah. <laughs> But it's uh, but I'm paralyzed by you. <laughs> I'd like to be my old self again. I'm still but trying I'm to still find trying it. Trying to find it. <laughs> um, I was really intrigued by the movie and like the parts that she cut out that were like the conversations. Yeah, like not even the lip reading ones, like where you kind of have to guess. Do you think that those are actual conversations that her and Jake Gyllenhaal had? Like, actual problems that they had? So, we're definitely going to have to dive deep in on this. Yeah. Like, Dylan O'Brien did such a good job that, like, I was getting triggered. You know? Like, it was so real. Like, when he was like, I think you're making yourself feel stupid. Or whatever it was that he said. I was like physically triggered you know the scene i'm talking about what is it that he says Um, she's like stop making me feel fucking stupid and he's like i don't think i'm making you feel stupid i think you're making yourself feel stupid or like something like that yeah uh and it just feels too real yeah i don't know it feels real. real it feels like something that someone said to you like years ago and you still remember it because of how it cut and yeah. that specific scene just it feels like it actually happened because of 
like just like how specifically painful it is yeah like the dishwashing and like him just like handing her shit and not helping yeah and yeah oh it's awful i feel like it happened he grew up with a white platter what is it called uh silver, silver spoon <laughs> yeah silver oh spoon. shoot i wanted to talk about that do we have time to dive into that wait one quick quick thing before you go in yeah sadie sink has been seen with joe alwyn's brother walking around good for them i don't know if they're like colleagues or if it's like romantic yeah. but i hope it's romantic good for them i hope they're hanging out in joe alwyn's brother's blue room yeah <laughs> together i love taylor with the red wig too okay but yeah back i cannot believe i didn't bring this up when we talked about this apologies but I have seen a lot of discourse about the song I Bet You Think About Me and all the lines about, like, you know, Taylor being, like, this, like, girl next door, like, middle class, blah, blah, blah. And people being like, wait, like, she's actually rich. Like, her dad worked at Goldman Sachs. Like, she lived on a farm. You have to have money to live on a yeah. farm. Uh, I say that from experience. As you guys know, I grew up. My high school was across from a cotton field. So a lot of my friends yeah. lived on farms. And let me tell you, those are all three-story houses, okay? Yeah. It takes money to live on a farm. It's a lot of land. She definitely had an upper-middle-class upbringing. And I can see how the song makes it seem like she's hiding that and she's pretending like that wasn't real, you know? Yeah. But we have to think about Jake Gyllenhaal and the Gyllenhaal family. And how, in comparison to Taylor's family situation, and uncomparable. You cannot compare yeah. the two. The, the Gyllenhaal family has its own Wikipedia page. It goes back to the yeah. 1600s. Yeah. Like, it. It's that's not even old money at that point. That's, like, ancient money. That, yeah. that is such a, a big difference in wealth that yeah. being around him, even if you did have an upper middle class upbringing like Taylor did, like, she was financially well off she was fine like her family had a hummer she was fine yeah but being around someone who has like a family crest and like yeah. a wikipedia page that goes back to like the 1600s like yeah there's a there's a big difference and he probably made her feel so small and like so yeah. poor i'm positive he made her feel poor even though we know yeah. she was not poor oh no not at that point but like it if you do have those feelings, and I kind of had them too at first, I really did. Just like read the John Hall Wikipedia page. Yeah. Did you see the thing where the Jill and Hall family crest might be in the Bet You Think About Me yep, music video? I saw that. Or maybe it was all too well a short film. One of the videos. It's a short film. Like it's like when she puts the scarf on the banister. You can yeah. kind of see in the background. But y'all, like, this is like. This is like a noble family. They, the only other family I know that has like their own Wikipedia section is like the Barrymore family. And that goes back to like the late 1800s. Like, I don't know of any that go to like the 1600s, y'all. Yeah, like, that's crazy. They had like ties with like Napoleon Bonaparte or whatever his name is. Like, you got to yeah. read the Wikipedia page when you get a chance. Like, there is a big difference between that and a middle class upbringing. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out. I totally get it. Because whenever I first listened to that, I was like, girly, what do you know about kitchen table bills? Girly. Yeah. And then I did some Googling. I was like, oh, no, he's like rich, rich. Like, yeah, like more than most people would consider rich. Well, you could even have I mean, my family didn't have this kind of money, so I don't want to sound that way. But like you could have a Hummer and still have financial issues like 
Sometimes yeah. people spend over their means. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I don't know. It's There's a difference between small town money and then like what you said. Exactly. Like money. There's yeah. a big difference between being upper middle class and like a small town. Like how I grew up, like the people who I would mm. think were rich and like what's actually rich. There's a yeah. big difference. Like what yeah. I think is rich is what actual rich people think of as like normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, in uh, the podcast, actually, just did a really you introduced me to the podcast. They just did a really interesting episode about like wealth in media. Yeah, I listened to or that wealth one. In pop culture. Yeah, yeah that I was really a good episode. It. Yeah, it's like what other people think is rich and like, or what they think is like, normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like you know, it could be something they didn't mention this, but it could be something like getting Tiger Tiger Town to go. Lol, <laughs> that's an Auburn thing. Uber Eats, like five times a week like some people might view that as normal some other people might view that as wealthy yeah you don't know or like when i moved to atlanta and my car like died some people were like oh your parents they'll just buy you a new one it's like no no. that's not how it works (laughs) i do not have a vehicle now like yeah i'm like why can't you just ask your parents i was like how did you grow up (laughs) yeah we are not the same I think the host, like, talked about how, like, when she was growing up, she thought that, like, checks were just, like, fake money. Like, oh, you need more <laughs> money? Just, like, write a check. <laughs> like, yeah. Checks seem funny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I did just want to bring that up because I have seen that a lot. I've seen that all over Twitter and TikTok. And I totally agree. I, I can see why her comments about, like, organic shoes and million-dollar couch sound weird because, like, she probably has those things. But also, yeah. in comparison... You just got to do the research yourself. Read that Wikipedia page. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And like she was probably a millionaire at this point, but she was going into but this was before Red. So she wasn't like flowing in the dough like she is now. He is probably the richest person she's ever dated. Probably. Or like his the family is like yeah. just thinking of all of them. But yeah, I just wanted to point that out before we go on to reactions. Should we get yes. into that now? Do you want to read the DM first? Yes. So we don't have time to read all of them because we got so many. We love you all. Thank you so much for your comments, your emails, your DMs. So we're just going to go through a couple. So the first one we're going to read is this DM we got from Catherine C. I don't know how to say your name, Catherine. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Catherine Seba Fleming. It's Cat Fleming on Instagram. If you guys want to follow her. Um, she said, Hi, I'm a big fan. Thank you, Catherine. Anyway, I'm not into making TikToks, but think y'all should make a video on this. I haven't seen anything about it yet, but I think the All Too Well short film was giving us an Easter egg that Taylor is writing a book that will come out in a few years. Oh. Reasons. On Jimmy Fallon, she said that the short film is full of Easter eggs and something like, can I plan three years in advance? Can I drop Easter eggs three years in advance? I'm going to. The end of the short film happens 13 years after the relationship ended, which is not modern day like we initially think, but would be 2024. Oh. Obviously, 13 is her number, so maybe she was just trying to be cute with that, but I licking emojis. It's so funny to read emojis out loud. I would buy that book so fast. We know she would be an excellent author, and maybe I'm just trying to manifest a Taylor book, but I think it's plausible. NDM. So thank you, Catherine. I am really digging this theory. Do we think it'd be fiction or nonfiction? I don't know. That I think Taylor oh. is going to wait to write a memoir 
until she's like in her last years of life. I really, I, I know that sounds dark, but I think she's going to be working like, and into her like very late to old age, you know, like, yeah. So I don't think she's going to write a memoir until she gets to that point. Cause she has so much more of her career left. Like she's just yeah. getting started. So I could totally see a fiction book. Yeah. I, I would love both. Honestly. I mean, no surprise. Fiction, I feel like, would be a lot harder. Not saying that she can't do it, but, like, anyone who wants to write a fiction book, that's harder than writing a nonfiction book. Totally. Second, writing a fiction book with the expectations of you being Taylor fucking Swift. Yeah. That is an enormous amount of pressure for a story that you're making up in your head. I mean, I, I think that she can do it, but that's hard. You Bestie, know, like I'm about to drop some information that's going to be uh, mind-blowing to you. And I want to make sure okay. you're sitting down for this, even though I can FaceTime you. We're on FaceTime right now. I see you physically, and I see that you're sitting down. Yes. Taylor has, like, trademarked a book, like, years ago. Yeah, like, when she, the one that she wrote when she was younger, right? It's, like, an unreleased book. What is it called? I'm going to pull it up to get the exact receipts and year. But, like, she has, like, one trademarked already. Taylor Swift trademarks title of unpublished novel. December 11th, 2015. Wow. And it's, she trademarks the phrase, a girl named girl. A title of a novel she wrote when she was 14. Okay, it was when she was younger. Yes. I wonder what it's, like, actually called, though. Okay, but anyway, she's done it before. She can do it again. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that she can do it. I just think that is an extraordinary amount of pressure. I think that Taylor Swift can do it. I think she can overcome that amount of pressure and expectation. But that is a hard task. Yeah. She's probably like, well, I've conquered everything else. Might as well try the next challenge. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's like a full-time job for like years. I mean, depending like, on the length, of course. Well, and people are going to expect so much from her, especially after Folklore and Evermore. You know, like, yeah. I think that she can do it. I have no doubt there. I'm just, that is so much pressure. Yeah. So anyway, um, thank you, Catherine, for your DM. Also, yeah. I'm imagining with the um the very first night how you said that people would cut between the wonder i'm skipping all over i'm so sorry but you sang it while you were looking up things and then i had a thought on a polaroid picture okay so if they were like skipping around words you know you don't remember the night in the hotel when we both fell on the polaroid picture and then it like cuts to like i'm imagining it being harry they don't know how much i miss you but they like put their whole soul into it they don't know how you know are you getting what I'm saying? Like yes. spotlight on one person and then it's just them like looking out to the audience. Yeah. Like they don't know how much I miss you. I wish like, it was ya. Yeah. Like YA. Miss ya. Yeah. I, wish it I was. actually thought that was what it was before we like listened to it. You know, when you were talking about her versus what it was. I was like, I thought it was ya. Yeah, but. Yeah. I'm imagining a very soulful scene. <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah. Should we go on to the next reaction? Yes. So this one came in from Cheston, a friend of the pod. Thank you, Cheston, for <laughs> if you've listened to us for a long time, you know, you've heard Cheston before. Oh, Cheston, how are you feeling about your new coach at LSU? You guys oh, got a new coach. Uh-oh. Who's the new coach? Um, I live under a rock. He was a guy from Notre Dame. 
Hmm. Does it sound like miles or something? Anyway, I've seen a lot of memes about it. There's a lot of memes about that are like, this man looks like he would die if he had one sip of Sprite and he's going to LSU. He's going to have Cajun food, like blah, 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 like making fun of him. And I don't know anything about him, so I'm just like delighting in the memes. (laughs) Imagine if Chesson could send us Taylor Swift reactions and football reactions. We could like sustain two whole uh, (laughs) podcasts. We just need to start like 25 other podcasts for yeah. all of our hobbies. Yes. Um, but Tristan says, quote, hey, y'all, just wanted to say during this season of thanks that I'm so thankful for GFA and the community that we've brought together. So thank you for that. Aww. That was really sweet. Thanks, Tristan. As for my reactions, I feel like these re-recordings are all going to have similar reactions from me in a way. As someone who wasn't a diehard Swifty until the 1989 era, I am beyond thankful that I get to relive and explore these older albums. The way Taylor's mature voice matures these songs for me, just wow. I love being able to hear her growth in these songs when I compare them. A few songs I've discovered are way better than I thought they were. Holy Ground, State of Grace, Treacherous, The Moment I Knew. As for All Too Well 10-minute version, there aren't words. She used them all. She did it. Just absolute insanity that I can listen to a 10-minute song on repeat for a four-hour drive. As for the rest of the vault, wow. I bet you think about me as my fave. Something I've noticed, though, and maybe I'm reading too much, is that some of these songs sound like they could have squeezed into 1989. They have that boppy synth upbeat vibe, and I love it. I love being able to see her transition and grow in her music. Regardless, another album is hers. Overall, 13 out of 10. Thank you, (laughs) Taylor. End quote. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, thanks, Justin. So what songs would you put on 1989 out of the vaults? (sighs) Meshes in a Bottle kind of sounds like a bonus track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would make more sense. The very first night, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of what the vibe was. Those are probably the most poppy out of them. Um, But, like, I see what he's saying. I mean, I think in general, if he's experiencing Red for the first time, like, if he didn't listen to it beforehand, I mean, there's songs on the general album that yeah. could fit. I mean, you know, I Knew You Were Trouble, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Totally. Um, all of those. I mean, Babe could fit on 1989. Yeah, I agree. But those, when we get those 1980, <laughs> uh, when we get those 1989 vault tracks, I mean, how do you mess with perfection? You know, <laughs> like how do you? Oh, I'm going to become insufferable. <laughs> yeah, like I'm probably going to cut my hair again. How do you add more perfect songs yeah. to 1989? <sighs> Yeah. Anyway. Talk about challenges. Okay, so since you just read a glowing review from Chustin, I want to read some of our spicy takes we've received. Okay, let's hear them. I'm going to read a few back-to-back because these are shorter. Okay. And they're really spicy, so I'm excited to read them. Mm. Okay, Friends of the Pod MK, she said, I'm going to be the one to say it, and I'm sorry, but I may never listen to We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together Again like ever the sneezing emoji she really did that song dirty oh my god you and mk are two peas in a pod (laughs) um next spicy take 
This is from The Vegan Beef. Okay, I'm probably going to get hate for this, but I think that the 10-minute version of All Too Well seems more at beat and less personal than the original stolen version. Dot, 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 dot. Oh. Still in love with it either way. Parentheses, my favorite song. I just think it was rawer in 2012 when it was underrated and with Taylor's younger, less matured voice. It was just more personal, dot, dot, dot. I think that I might change my opinion after the short film comes out, though. Uh, hmm. Questioning face. <laughs> I wonder how you go now. The, she's saying the 10-minute version felt less personal? Yes. Interesting. Okay, next and last spicy take from these comments, and then we'll focus on our emails. Um, ooh, there's a couple to pick from. What am I going to pick? Okay, Michael Lynn said, Better Man might be one of her best songs ever written, and it might be a top five song, in my opinion. Also, Girl at Home was trash on the original, but goddamn, I think she made it good, and I actually like it, lol. <laughs> If you want to read all the spicy, I think all the spicy takes were commented on our Instagram and all of like the glowing ones are in our email. So I did just want to like pick through a couple to give a, a balanced yeah. review. But if you want to read all of them, check out our Instagram, scroll back to the day that it came out and just read through the comments. Those are some of the spicy takes. So thank you guys for commenting them. Back to the emails. <laughs> I enjoyed those. <laughs> um, let's head into Brittany's. We've heard from Brittany before. She's another friend. I mean, she's been, she's been featured I think Cheston reigns supreme, but Brittany has been featured on quite a few of our episodes. And Sophie. Sophia. Oh, yeah. She, Did Sophia send this one? I don't know. Sophia. Where are you? Out. Where are you, Sophia? We did get a text message on our hotline. <laughs> Should we read those? Oh, is that from Sophia? I don't, I don't know if it's from Sophia or not. Okay, but go on, read. I love that people are texting our hotline. We probably shouldn't announce that on the episode. We're going to get texts on our hotline. Yeah, we should probably cut that. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> actually, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. No no, no guarantee that we're going to read it, but I think it's kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're going to go into Brittany's. Brittany says, quote... Hi, ladies. Wanted to send you my top three highlights and bottom three lowlights. Oh, so we do get a little bit of negativity. All right. Some spice. We're spicing it up. Uh, of red TV in no particular order. Highlights. Number one. Should I go back and forth? I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to okay. read what number one highlight, number one lowlight. Okay. Number one. Babe! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I think it's funny that there's so many people that, like, are either, like, really, like, diehard fans of Babe or, like, diehard fans of Better Man. Yeah, that is interesting. Anyways, yeah, back to Brittany. Jack did an absolute knockout job with the production of it. The song is just as good as the OG Sugarland version, but they kept it fresh with a totally different vibe. What about your promises, promises? What about your promises, promises? I, it really it is so good. Oh, you're gonna like the first low light. Do you have the email pulled up? Yeah, I do. Surprise! Ah, oh, dang it! I wanted to read it and surprise you. Uh, number one low light, the we and <laughs> we are never ever. Someone back. messed up. Someone messed up. Oh, continue. I never. Yeah, she says I never find things unlistenable. <laughs> Okay, she would fit right in with you and Emily. <laughs> um, 
with the exception for Ronin and Soon You Get Better, depending on the mood I'm in, for different reasons. But those wees are getting pretty up there. They pierce my eardrums. Do we think this is because Max Martin wasn't there to produce the track? Brittany, we're starting a group chat with MK. Sounds like we'd be besties. Back to number two highlight. The goddess of all things absolutely savage that is I Bet You Think About Me. (laughs) I'm obsessed with the song. Chris Stapleton starting over is one of my favorite songs of all time. Plus Aaron Dessner and Harmonica and Taylor's lyrics and delivery of the song equal a pure 10 out of 10. This went right into my summer country party playlist. Nice. It's country perfection. Totally. I feel like Brittany has shared very similar <laughs> thoughts to us so far. Uh, number two, low light. The fact that we can't hear who's Taylor Swift anyway in 22 as well as we used to. Facts. Honestly, one of my favorite parts of the song, and I had to literally rewind it multiple times to be able to hear it the first time I listened to this song. I like the original 22 better. Yeah. I mean, it just, it brings that sass, you know, or whatever, chutzpah Mm -hmm. (laughs) of when she was that age. Um, Number three, highlight. How could I not include all too well 10-minute version? It's so much better than we thought it was going to be. I highly believe that this was not the OG version from 2010 to 2011 that she played during soundcheck, but I honestly don't give a F because I think the integrity still remains, even if some of the words, phrases, etc. have been slightly tweaked and improved. The tea that she spilled... Demois could never. Is that how you say the Demois account? I do know what that is. Are you are you proud of me? Wait, you asked me like three questions at once. I said Demois. Yeah, it's Demois. I know what that is. Okay, awesome. I just you didn't even ask, but I had to tell you. (laughs) Good for you, Allie. Demois could never. It brings so much context to their relationship. And Cressy, I feel like you need to redo your ranking of Taylor's exes after this. LOL, LOL. True. Jake is on my list. (laughs) I mean, if he grew up as literal nobility, like, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The more we know, I I mean, again, we're going to have to talk about this on our full length All Too Well episode, but man, we did not know how that original version was so kind to him yeah wow it made it sound romantic yeah it made it sound like oh like what a bummer this didn't work out you know like something you said some things that made me feel like a crumbled up piece of paper but i still remember it you know like fondly like nostalgia no this new one that's like count your fucking days you piece of shit <laughs> i think it's weird that jake gyllenhaal also dated reese witherspoon we were saving it for our 12-hour <laughs> episode on this 10-minute version. Would you like to continue um, with what Brittany said? I already know I'm going to like this third low light. People thinking that nothing new is about Olivia Rodrigo. I'm here to say that I truly think there's no bad blood, no pun intended, between the two of them. You never see Selena Gomez posting when a re-release is released, but Taylor and Selena have not stopped being best friends. We j- we just should trust in their friendship, even if they don't always make it public. I feel like we should trust in Taylor's mentor-mentee relationship with Olivia as well. 
especially now that they've actually met slash Olivia has the OG red ring. I agree. I think people really look in too deeply with her friendship with Olivia. Like when Swifties, they attacked her for thinking that she was like a fake Swiftie and stuff. Like, I think people get really annoying about it and forget that Olivia is like a child still. Yeah. I mean, she's like 18, right? Uh, so I mean, I think she like just turned 18. Yeah. But yeah, like she's a kid. Yeah. Let's leave her alone. Yeah. Taylor's almost 14 years older than her. Yeah. You know, it's like crazy. Like I saw people saying like, oh, nothing new predicted Olivia Rodrigo or this and that. But it just goes, yeah, it just goes into the same thing. Like, people think that there can only be one. Like, and it's like, no. Yeah. And I just think that's just, like, her own insecurity. Olivia Rodrigo might be feeling the same insecurity. She's been having a huge year. She just got nominated for, what was it, like, seven grand? Yeah. Something crazy. Like, she's probably having those insecurities now as a super young person. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what's going to happen when I'm not the new fresh thing? So I just think it's a song about that in general. You know? Totally. Um, but Brittany also shared her honorable mentions. Number one, the merch coming to me in a timely fashion. Sorry, Cressy. I hope you receive your scarf. Brittany, I'm going to fight you. You're out of the group chat. Don't bring it up. I messaged Taylor Swift support and they're like, it's going to ship around January 11th. I ordered it the day it came out and I live in Atlanta, Georgia, not the boondocks. Where is yeah. my scarf? <laughs> Okay. Uh, number two, the fact that Taylor could 100% win a Grammy for Red TV, which I truly believe she deserves. I thought about this for Fearless TV. I know she didn't submit that. I think Red TV is stronger than Fearless TV. Number three, back to Britney. Me jumping around to the song Red upon release so hard that I ran out of breath at 12.30 a.m. PST on November 12th. The song Red. So she agreed. <laughs> it took you a like, minute. I, I was like, what are you doing, Allie? <laughs> um, I can't believe we're finally here and have red TV after six months of anticipation. All hail Blondie. XO Brittany. End quote. Well, thank you, Brittany, for your kind email. Those were fun. I do miss my scarf. So thanks for bringing up a sore subject. <laughs> but I agree with most of your points. and. Thank you for always sending us your valuable takes. Yeah, those were fun. Do you want to read the next email? Yes. So this is from Hannah. Hannah writes, Hi, Ellie and Cressy. Listening to Red was such an experience for me. I loved the new sounding percussion on Treacherous, and I totally danced to We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together in 22. I think what really was incredible to me was obviously all too well 10-minute version. Each new lyric was total and complete shock. She's so good at making things hit. I'm really glad I'm not Jake's publicist right now because damn, nothing new. Hello. I'm imagining that's how Hannah wrote that. Hello. (laughs) I'm obsessed with BB Bridgers and the fact that she got a whole verse makes me so happy. Their voices really work well together. I was not expecting to like message in a bottle so much, but for me, it was the perfect little pop burst and so many beautiful sad songs. The very first night, also a bop. Overall, Taylor really knocked it out of the park as I was expecting she would. Hannah. She loves Message in a Bottle. I knew there was people out there who, like, really dig that sound from Taylor. Yeah. Um, 
But I don't know. I like that. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. So from mystery number, anonymous, that we will not share on the pod for obvious reasons. Okay, I don't know if y'all see this or not, but hi, my name is Liz. (laughs) Hi, Liz. Thanks for texting us. (laughs) Our first text. How fun. I know. This is iconic. (laughs) And I'm a Swifty with lots of theories, aren't we all? But I would like to address a specific one about my new favorite song, Nothing New. Do you want to guess what her theory is or can you read it? Uh, is it going to be about Olivia Rodrigo? Yes. <laughs> okay. What does Liz, ha- what does Liz say in her next text? Taylor predicted Olivia oh. Rodrigo in the nothing new bridge. <laughs> I know someday I'm going to meet her. It's a fever dream. The kind of radiance you have at 17, you only have at 17. She'll know the way and then she'll say she got the map from me. I'll say I'm happy her- for her. Then I'll cry myself to sleep. Yeah. I like the way that Liz worded this, like not that this is about Olivia Rodrigo, but that this predicted this. And I appreciate that take. So thank you, Liz. Yeah, I think it's fair. I see why people are saying this. But again, this was going to happen regardless. Yeah, because you could also make the argument about Billie Eilish. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've read comments, emails, and three text messages, I think that (laughs) covers a lot of listener reactions so thank you all so much for sending those in we really enjoyed reading them and talking them through on the pod so please continue to do that the next re-recording we get whatever that may be yes you already know if you have reactions we want them so send them over as soon as anything happens so anyway if you guys uh want to come for my opinions uh don't (laughs) and she's too fragile i am too fragile and thank you guys again for your patience we are super excited for all things re-recordings and super excited for the new year. We're going to do another predictions episode where we recap our last year's predictions and talk about the many things we got right <laughs> and share our new predictions for the new year. We hope you have a happy, happy holidays and a happy new year. Yeah. And as always, you can follow us at GFA Weekend on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Reddit r slash good for a weekend um you can find us on tiktok at good for a weekend podcast as cressy mentioned she's about to load up some new content there uh yeah i'm about to explain ali yassification yeah i have so much to learn (laughs) um but thank you for listening please keep sending us your reactions yeah uh, one last thing ali is moving to New York. Welcome to New York. And Stella's running around right now. So, uh, and it's also the holidays, so things are kind of crazy. And also, I am depressed. So, mm-hmm. who knows when our next episode will be, but just know we are working hard behind the scenes, but Allie's got a big life thing going on. <laughs> and normally, when one of us has something big going on, the other person like picks up the slack. But we're yeah. both we both got some things. So yeah. Give us some patience. Um, everyone, congratulate Allie. Listen to Welcome to New York on her behalf. Woo! And we're definitely gonna have to do a G Fall listening party in New York soon. New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, you will not be able to stay in my apartment other than Cressy. Cressy can stay in my apartment. <laughs> no one else can stay in my apartment. It's eleven by seven. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> G Fall secret <laughs> sessions. Yeah, G-Fall Secret Sessions in my 11 by 7 room. Yeah. 
you can listen to our very next podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Allie's got a big thing. And we will see you when we see you. Yes. Thank you guys we for being listeners. Patience. Thank you guys for being so understanding. You guys always are like, I mean, this time last year, we both had big moves too. And you guys were understanding. Yeah. And we appreciate that. This is just what comes with being in your early 20s. And it happens. Please stay, stay, stay a fan of GFA. Yeah, it's our hopes and dreams that you like hanging out with us. Soon we'll be out of the woods and re-recording. Epis- not re- and I don't know. Allie will stop. be <laughs> living from the vault. Because it's so <laughs> Allie's <you're> version. Probably, <laughs> you're probably going to... um start hearing a little more background noise in my in our episodes and that's okay horns. yeah i'm also living above an italian restaurant so oh i'm gonna i mean podcasting sorry you can't smell the food but i will yeah so i'll be in a good mood that's the vibes so i guess this is gfa out for now we'll see you when we see you gfa out for now stream taylor taylor <laughs> stream red taylor's version <laughs> Stream Taylor in general. Yeah, just all things Taylor. Bye, guys. Keep out. Bye.